Welcome to Mosaic, the EDC podcast. Mosaic is a place to explore pressing challenges in education, health, and economic opportunity with EDC staff around the world. I'm your host, Berkonofsky, senior writer at EDC. And today I'm joined by Aaron Smith. Aaron is a public health educator who has worked on a number of efforts to prevent violence and promote mental health. She's currently the director of Women Vets on Point, a new project aimed at getting more women veterans into systems of care. In this podcast, Erin discusses some of the reasons why mental health care isn't reaching women veterans and how her new project aims to change that. So Erin, thanks for stopping by today. Thanks for having me. You're leading a new project called Women Vets on Point that's trying to help more women veterans access mental health care and support services after military service. Uh, Tell me why there's such a need for this program. Yeah, it's a good question because so often people say there's so many services for veterans and that's really good. And yes, that is really good. We need to be thinking about targeted messages for women who've served in the military because for so long, the veteran services were not necessarily aimed at women who've served in the military. And so with that, this program is really aimed at Los Angeles County, and we know um, that California has the second largest population of women veterans in the United States, and Los Angeles County actually has 20,000 women who've served living in the county. So it's a great place to launch this initiative. And women who have served in the military have some complex barriers to care and some mental health challenges that come up for them. And so women who've served in the military are six times more likely to die by suicide than women who haven't served in the military. 46% of California women veterans report having a current mental health problem that they don't have access to care for. And so those are huge numbers when you consider the population that we're targeting. And that's really important for us to think about uh, in terms of getting those women access to the care that they deserve. So what are some of the unique experiences that women veterans returning from military experience might have that are different from how, you know, how a male counterpart would experience reentry afterwards? Yeah. So I think some of it is societal, right? Women often assume identities of mothers, of uh, caregivers, of, you know, an important role in their family around that caregiving. And so women who have returned from war, returned from service, can sometimes come back into this complex situation where um, they're expected to be the full-time caregiver for children, uh, older adults, younger adults in their family, and they haven't been you know, they're still acclimating. And so that can be tricky for them to navigate and also for the people they're returning to, to to navigate. Um, So there's a complexity there. And then there are financial implications of women coming home. Um, Maybe there's housing instability. Maybe there's childcare challenges. Um, Finding a new job post-military service can be difficult for any veteran, but in particular for women. And so all of those complexities really create an environment that can be difficult for women to uh, reacclimate post-service. What are some of the reasons that mental health care isn't reaching women veterans? Yeah. So reach into a population can be challenging without the right messaging. And so 
we looked really hard at the barriers to care that women were experiencing and reporting. And those things looked like not being certain that certain services were available to them. Um, perceiving services to be not sensitive to women or not you know inclusive of women not being able to get time off work or childcare or have tra- proper transportation um, to get to those services and those barriers coupled with the stigma that surrounds mental health and accessing care for it can really create you know a challenge for women to finally say I can prioritize my time for this I can prioritize myself and get care you know, access to the care so as part of this project i know that you reached out to a lot of women veterans yeah. um, in la county i wonder if you can tell me a little bit about some of the women that you met and what their experiences were yeah so i've met so many incredible women um with just amazing stories from service to post-service and um it's an honor to get to hear those stories we interviewed 25 women for um, the Frameworks Institute report that we put out that really details the, um, the ways in which women veterans think and feel about mental health and accessing care. But a story that really stands out to me is a young woman that I met who was so excited to join the Army. She um, was fresh out of high school, ready to you know, jump in, and it was expecting you know, a 20-year career in the Army and to bring so much honor to her family. And sadly, early on in her training, she was injured. And that injury led her down a path of being uncertain of what would happen. Am I going to be discharged? And am I going to be able to heal and return to work? And it was just a very complex time for her. When she got resolution and was discharged from the Army, she came back to a family who she felt like she had disappointed. She felt like she had let everyone down. And she was in a really dark place. And she described to me a you know, severe depression that she was experiencing, um, you know, uh, thoughts of suicide and really a turning point for her was standing in her kitchen and really thinking about uh, dying by suicide at that moment and her brother walked in. And something about that relationship she had with her brother changed her perspective. And the next day there happened to be a mental health care clinician on her community college campus that didn't require insurance or her to have to explain to anyone about her military service. And she got the help she needed right there in the place she needed at that very moment she needed it. And that story for me just reinforces how important this program that we're designing is for women to be ready for them right where they need it and right in front of them. So that's a fantastic story. And I'm wondering how uh, stories like that and how experiences like that, you know, the woman that you met, Mm -hmm. how have those been woven into the Women Veterans on Point experience? Yeah. Um, so really intentionally, we we worked through those interviews with the women to better understand how they think about mental health. And so one of the really important messages that they told us was that they wanted to see themselves in the program. So often there aren't pictures of women who've served in the military. There aren't stories of women who've served in the military. And so we really made sure to intentionally weave those images, weave those messages into the website, into all of our um, communication messages and ensure that women could see themselves across demographics in the image and messages to know that this program is for them. And the other piece that was really important is to not other 
women veterans, not speak to them as if they are an other special sensitive group. It's inclusive of women veterans. And the beauty of Women Vets on Point is that it really is designed by women who've served in the military for women who've served in the military. Um, and that phrase that I just said is an, you know, another really important piece is that women who've served don't always identify with the term veteran. They may have complex feelings about the term veteran. And so using that phrasing, phrasing of women who have served in the military as opposed to women veterans all the time um, can be more inclusive. And finally, what are you hoping to achieve by launching this site and how will you measure whether or not it's been a success? Yeah. So success looks like reaching all 20,000 of those women living in Los Angeles County and them knowing that this program exists, they know where to get care, um, how to get it, and that they're all, you know, living the the full happy life that they deserve, knowing that they have the mental health care services available to them. I mentioned earlier that women veterans are six times more likely to die by suicide than women who haven't served in the military. Success to me would look like that disparity gone. Um, that the you know those rates are significantly lowered as a result of this program. Well, Erin, thanks for stopping by today and talking about some of the issues that women veterans are facing. Uh, good luck with the project. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Mosaic. For more information about Women Vets on Point, or to learn about EDC's other work to advance mental health, visit us online at edc.org.